Stephen Charnock might not be the most widely recognized of the Puritans compared to names like Thomas Watson, John Owen, Richard Baxter, or Thomas Brooks. Even so, his classic work, Discourses Upon the Existence and Attributes of God, has had a long-lasting impact on generations of believers. Written to provide instruction and encouragement for pastors, theologians, and the everyday believer, The Existence and Attributes of God was published after Charnock's death in 1680 by Richard Adams and Edward Veal, who had been members of his congregation. But who was Stephen Charnock? Well, Charnock was a 17th century Puritan theologian and Presbyterian pastor. Born in London in 1628, Charnock would eventually study at Emmanuel College in Cambridge. It was here that Charnock was educated, converted, and impacted by Puritan theology. For several years, he lived in Ireland with the family of Henry Cromwell, who was Ireland's chief governor and fourth son of Oliver Cromwell. He served as Cromwell's chaplain, and the role doesn't seem to have been merely ceremonial. Throughout his time in Dublin, he devotedly and passionately conducted ministry. Charnock preached every Sunday to a diverse congregation that included various religious denominations and social classes. His talent and integrity drew followers from their churches, and his ties with the governor's family attracted high-ranking individuals. His sermons were greatly admired and appreciated. In fact, he received an honorary Bachelor in Divinity degree from Trinity College in Dublin during his time living in the city. Well, in 1660, Charles II reclaimed the throne in England. Oliver Cromwell was bizarrely executed posthumously, and Henry Cromwell lost his spot as governor of Ireland. Well, as a result, Charnock returned to England. However, due to the Act of Uniformity, which required conformity with the practices of the Church of England, Charnock was expelled from the church along with many other faithful Puritan ministers. Despite not being able to have any official pastoral role, Charnock practiced his ministry privately for 15 years. When the government restrictions eased in 1675, Charnock accepted an invitation to serve as co-pastor with Reverend Thomas Watson at a congregation in Crosby Square. Watson was a notable Presbyterian minister who had been expelled from St. Stephen's, Walbrook, after the Act of Uniformity and had formed a church in the same location. While under their ministry, the congregation thrived and Charnock left a lasting impact through his pastoral ministry and his skillful preaching, which drew large crowds. Charnock passed away on July 27, 1680 at age 53. The details of his death, as with much of his life, are pretty limited. It's recorded that at the time he died, he had been delivering a series of discourses or lectures on the existence and attributes of God to his congregation at Crosby Hall. He died in the home of Richard Timms in London, which suggests that his death was sudden. His body was brought to the church at Crosby Square, where he had so often preached and prayed and taught. And from there, accompanied by a large procession of mourners, it was transported to St. Michael's Church in Cornhill, where it was laid to rest near the bell tower. His old friend and former classmate at Cambridge, Mr. John Johnson, delivered the funeral sermon. In this funeral sermon, Johnson said of Charnock that he was always serving the only true and living God, as becomes such a God. All the work wherein he employed and exercised himself with diligence, skill, and constancy was love to God and souls. His life he examined and squared until it was exact according to the rule of God's word. 
Well, let's talk about the existence and attributes of God. In recommending that others read this work, J.I. Packer wrote, The discourses are the product of a big, strong, deep, reverent mind. They are in every way worthy of their sublime subject and are one of the noblest productions of the Puritan epoch. Charnock displays God's attributes as qualities observable in the concrete actions of the living God of which the Bible speaks. The technical terms and sometimes arguments of scholastic theology are employed, but always with a biblical orientation. Charnock has no desire to speculate, but only to declare the works and ways, the nature and character of the God of the Bible. Well, recently republished by Crossway as The Existence and Attributes of God, this two-volume work has been edited by Mark Jones for greater clarity for the modern reader, while still presenting a faithful, unabridged version of the original. It's broken up into 14 discourses, each of which are preceded by a summary by Jones, which helps the reader to better understand and benefit from Charnock's work. A review of the discourses included in these two volumes provides insight into the breadth and depth of the material covered. Discourse 1 on God's existence. This provides evidence for the existence of God. Discourse 2 on practical atheism discusses how atheism manifests in practice even among those who profess a belief in God. Discourse 3 on God being a spirit explores the nature of God as a spirit, exploring the implications and significance of this aspect of his being. Discourse 4 on spiritual worship explains the importance and process of worshiping God in spirit, emphasizing the spiritual over the physical in religious practice. Discourse 5 on the eternity of God explores the concepts of God's eternality, His existence beyond human comprehension of time. In Discourse 6, on the immutability of God, it focuses on God's unchanging nature, outlining His steadfastness. In Discourse 7, he's talking about God's omnipresence, highlighting God's omnipresence, presenting arguments for His presence throughout all time and space. Discourse 8 focuses on God's knowledge, and it examines God's omniscience, highlighting His infinite wisdom and understanding that surpasses all human knowledge. In Discourse 9, he's talking about the wisdom of God, delving into the unfathomable wisdom of God, discussing its implications and manifestations. In Discourse 10, on the power of God, Charnock examines God's omnipotence, illuminating his supreme power that stands unrivaled and uncontested. In Discourse 11, on the holiness of God, he delves into God's holiness, emphasizing his moral perfection and righteousness that sets him apart from all else. In Discourse 12, on the goodness of God, he explores the inherent goodness of God, detailing his kindness, his love and benevolence in relation to his creation. In Discourse 13, on God's dominion, he discusses God's supreme authority and dominion over all of creation, expounding on his sovereignty and his rule over all things. And finally, in Discourse 14, on God's patience, He investigates the patience of God, emphasizing His merciful restraint in the face of human failings and even disobedience throughout human history. In addition to being filled with timeless wisdom from the pen of this Puritan theologian, this two-volume edition from Crossway is beautifully presented and will look great on your shelf, but don't make the mistake of leaving them unread. As Joel Beakey writes in his endorsement of this set, this work is a treasure of sound theology and humble adoration of God. 
The author's exposition on the goodness of God is alone worth the purchase of these volumes. It is unsurpassed in all English literature. Well, to be sure, this two-volume work is perhaps the most in-depth treatment on the doctrine of God, while at the same time remaining incredibly practical and highly readable. Thanks to the diligent work of Jones and updating much of the language, many more Christians will be able to dive deeper into their study of the nature of God with Charnock as their guide. I highly recommend that you pick up a copy of the two-volume work, The Existence and Attributes of God by Stephen Charnock, put out by Crossway, and that you would put it to good use as a means of developing your theological understanding of and love for God. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoy the Reasonable Theology podcast, go to reasonabletheology.org slash subscribe and get the weekly email. Each week I send out the latest article or podcast episode, and each email also includes a helpful definition to expand your theological vocabulary, a beautiful painting depicting a scene from scripture or church history, a musical selection to enrich your day, as well as the best book deal I've found that week to add trusted resources to your library. Try it out at reasonabletheology.org slash subscribe.